Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. You know, um, we all like it when people look at us and think, we're great. They think we're good. We like to have a pat on the back. We like encouragement, right? And there's nothing wrong with encouragement. But there's something about us that we are sometimes motivated by people and what others think of us and, and things like that. Uh, Jesus here gets to our hearts about some of the things, some good things that we do where sometimes our motivations are not in the right place. Um, You know, in uh, chapter 5, we looked at uh, verse, um, I believe it was verse uh, verse 16, where it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And And I pointed out there was a tension there, because in that passage... Jesus is telling us, let our works, let our good works, let our light shine before men so that they may see them and give glory to God. But here in the passage we're looking at today, Jesus seems to be telling us the opposite. He's saying, beware, beware of doing your good works before men. So the things that he's talking about today are not bad things. You know, we've been looking at how Jesus was was giving a a sermon basically on the Ten Commandments, saying you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not lie. Those kinds of things were what he was explaining. And here he's now turning and he's starting to talk about the good things that we do. He's going to talk about... um, Giving to the poor. He's going to talk about praying. And he's going to talk about fasting. Those kind of things. They're good things. And yet he's going to do the same thing he did with before with the law. Before he was saying, you think you're doing pretty good? Because you've never killed anybody. Because you've never physically committed adultery. And he cuts the legs out from under us and shows how we are all guilty. And here, Jesus, he's talking about our good things. The good things that we might do. And then, what does he do? He cuts the legs out from under us again and says, you're doing good things? Are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for my glory? For the glory of God? So let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 6. We're going to have a lengthy passage this morning, uh, but... uh, I think it all fits together here. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 1, we're going to go through verse 18. If you would stand for the reading of God's Word. Matthew 6, starting in verse 1. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do, in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. When you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. 
And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard by their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask them. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy, your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will you forgive others. Your Father, forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Let's pray. Father, Lord, help us to hear your word this morning. Give us ears. Lord, give us eyes to see your glory. Lord, help us not to evade what you have to say to us. But Lord, let us be willing to go under the surgeon's knife. Lord, as your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, come to us and cut away every sin, everything that entangles us, every wrong motive and wrong attitude. Father, be with me, a sinner. I am sometimes worried about what people think of me. Lord, I confess that to you. I need your strength and your boldness to preach your word this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus gives us his main point in verse 1. And then he gives us three illustrations. Not illustrations, but he applies it in three different areas. First off, his main point. His main point is beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. We are to do good works. And Jesus said, we're to do good works. And in Matthew chapter 5, He even says to do them and shine our light before men. So, in a way, you know, we want people to see our good works. But I think what Jesus is getting at here, it's not like Jesus is contradicting himself within the same sermon. He's not doing that. No, Jesus here, he's 
He's getting to our attitudes, to our motives. You know, it doesn't matter who sees us when we do our good works if our heart is in the right place. But Jesus warns us because there's a danger when we do good works, when we give to the poor, when we pray, when we fast. There is a danger that we might get puffed up, that we might think that we'll be prideful, that we'll, we'll might, might think that we're, we're better than other people. We might, we might have... Uh, um, we might be doing it for our own gain, that people will like us and, and treat us better. That's what Jesus is warning us about. Our motivation should be, when we do those things, the glory of God, not our own benefit and seeking our own pleasures. The first thing Jesus talks about here is giving to the poor. Verse 2 says, Thus when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. Jesus is warning us of being like hypocrites. And I I guess people in those days, I don't know if they carried a trumpet around with them. I don't know if he literally means that or if he just means that figuratively, right? Right? We know kind of what he's talking about. Just being loud and even obnoxious. Uh, Oh, look at me. I'm giving lots of money to this organization or that organization. Oh, you know, maybe somebody gives a lot of money to a university or something so they'll get their name on the building. And it'll last there for a really long time. People will think they're great because they were so generous. What is the motive? Jesus looks at our hearts. He sees through all of that. Do we really, when we give, do we really give because we want God to be glorified? Or do we give because we want people to know? We want people to know, oh, they give a lot. They give a lot to the church. We don't want to scare them. We don't want to disturb anything. They might leave, right? Jesus says, when we give, we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't do so in a way that lets everybody know what we're doing, but we should hide it. We should do it in secret. Jesus is not to, to blow a trumpet before us when we give our gifts, but to not let our left hand know what our right hand is doing. Now, I've heard stories about people in seminary and um, you know, I, I've been there and I knew some people who, who uh, told me about how they had received a, a, uh, some money, maybe an envelope full of cash uh, from, they didn't know who it was, just someone who knew that they were needy and, uh, and, and this envelope with money just appeared. Uh, that is the kind of thing that maybe we should do. Not to, to, to try to get other people to think of how great we are, but just completely anonymous, do some good deed, do give to someone who is in need, never ever, ever being able to get, be given a thank you or anything like that. You may hear about the, those who, uh, who pay it forward, right? They, they go through the line at McDonald's or something like that, and they'll pay for the person behind them, and then they're, they're gone, 
before the person ever knows and they never get a thank you or anything like that. That's the kind of thing that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to most people. But it's the kind of thing Jesus calls us to. Now, I've got to warn you, you don't have to be a Christian to do that. I'm sure there's plenty of people who do it just because they feel good about themselves. And they, 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 get, they get a sense of patting themselves on the back. They do it because it builds up their own pride. So it's a danger even when we do do it in secret. But whenever we do give in secret, our Heavenly Father sees. He knows what we've done. And He rewards what we have done in secret. Then Jesus begins to talk about prayer. He says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. He uses this very same kind of language to talk about prayer as he does about giving. That's why I'm kind of grouping these things together instead of having one sermon about, about giving, one sermon about prayer, and another sermon about, about uh, fasting. No, they all fit together. He's saying the same point for all of them. He says, not to be like the hypocrites. And how do the hypocrites pray? Well, they, they pray in public. They'll, they'll come to church and they'll maybe get called on to pray and, and they'll, they'll pray these elaborate, eloquent prayers, long prayers, these hypocrites would. He says that they, um, they do it, they love to pray publicly. They love to pray in the synagogues and in the street corners. Out in the public. You know, when we go out to eat, we'll usually pray before our meal, and we don't really think a whole lot about that. We pray when we, when we eat at home, and we pray when we eat whenever uh, we go out to a restaurant. But maybe there's someone who might do that in an obnoxious way, who, who just prays loudly so the whole restaurant can hear them. <laughs> just doing it because they want to kind of push, say, I'm a good person. Look at me. Look at how religious I am. I don't care what other people think. Really? Do you really not care what other people think? But no, Jesus calls us to pray in secret. Not to really care about what people think. Um, and He says, when you pray... And they love to pray in the synagogues and the street corners that may be seen by others. Truly I say they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in heaven. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Okay, I'm looking for my point. Verse 7, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need. Before you ask Him, pray then like this. You know, Jesus has two points here. One, it's about babbling. It's about many, many words. It's, it's about, uh, well, I just 
mixed my two points here. One is about just empty phrases, just the stock phrases. You know what it's like when we pray. Sometimes we just kind of slip into saying the same things because that's the way we learn to pray and we say the same thing over and over again, don't we? Bless this offering and use it to further your kingdom. You know, bless the gift and the giver. Um, uh, Just, just, you know, just, Father, just this, Father, just that. You know, and we just want you to do this and we just... Be with me. Why do we ask God to be with us when He's omnipresent? He's everywhere. (laughs) But that's the way we pray. We say, Lord, be with me whenever I'm... Well, He's with me. Maybe what we ought to pray is, Lord, help me to sense that you're with me. Help me to trust you. Instead of saying, be with me. Uh, That's maybe not so much of an empty phrase. And then he also talks about many words. How we, how we just pray long, long prayers. And, and we think that by, by praying for a long time that God is going to somehow hear us more than if we just have a, a short, simple prayer. Maybe you've seen that. Maybe we do that. But God does not need many prayers, many different elaborate um, uh, eloquent prayers, he likes to see us come to him simply, intimately. God likes us to pray short prayers. And Jesus said he does. Verse 9, pray then like this. He gives us the model prayer. The model prayer. We, we often call this the Lord's Prayer, but really... It's not the Lord's Prayer. I think the Lord's Prayer is in John 17 whenever Jesus is there praying in the garden uh, before He goes to the cross. The Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer, is more like the disciples' prayer. It's the model prayer. It's how He shows us that we're supposed to pray. Jesus couldn't really pray the Lord's Prayer. Think about this. It says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Jesus couldn't pray that. He had no sin. He didn't have to be forgiven by God for anything. But He told us to pray this way. He says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Notice, What's really striking about this prayer, Jesus says when you pray, pray like this, it's short. (laughs) He doesn't go on and on and on about all kinds of different things. No, it's short. It gets to the point. And what else does it do? It, It addresses God intimately. It says, our Father who is in heaven. While it's recognizing that God is in heaven and we are on earth and there is a a distance there, we get to address Him as Father. People there in Jesus' day, the Jewish people, they would not address Jesus, uh, not, not address God as Father. But Jesus teaches us when we come to God, we pray intimately and we call Him our Father. It's intimate. We come to a Father who loves us and wants to meet our needs. And we we have, you know, Jesus teaches us to pray first intimately to a Father, and then he, He teaches us to pray with a desire for God's glory. He says, hallowed be Thy name. 
Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So often when we pray, we pray selfishly. We pray, I want this because it helps me. But Jesus says, right after we address God as Father, the first thing He wants to hear is how He is great. How He is holy. He wants us to pray with an eye to His glory. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And if our will contradicts His will, let Thy will be done. And, it, and Jesus, you know, he shows us here, there is nothing that is too small for us to pray about. You know, we, we think sometimes, well, we don't need to pray about that. That's just a small, insignificant detail. Well, Jesus here says, give us this day our daily bread. God wants us to come with the small things. Like, what are we going to eat today? God wants us to come with things like that. Those small things of what to eat. And He wants us to come to Him recognizing who we are, recognizing our sin and confessing it to Him. Forgive us our debts, He says. We're to pray every time we come to Him confessing that we're sinners, that we stand in need of His grace. And He says, as we also have forgiven our debtors. We've, we've looked at how, you know, when Jesus here in the last chapter was telling us, you know, if you go to the altar to give your gift and you recognize there that your brother has something against him, leave your gift at the altar and go and reconcile with him. Because Jesus doesn't want to hear our hypocritical prayers where we are worshiping and trying to do something good in worship while at the same time we harbor bitterness or anger towards a brother. And here, when we pray, we need to pray with a clean conscience, knowing that we're not being angry and holding a grudge against our brothers. And then finally, lead us not into temptation. We need to pray with a, a dependency on Him. Not, one that, not an attitude of, I can pull myself up by my bootstraps and do it because I've got enough strength in me. No, we have to have a dependency that every day, when, if we were going to keep from sin, it's going to be because God Himself is helping me. It's because He is not leading us into temptation and He is the one who is delivering us from evil. That's how Jesus says to pray. It's simple It's independence on Him. It's even for those little things. And it comes to Him as sinners who need grace. Maybe the shortest little sermon that you've heard on the the Lord's uh, Lord's Prayer before. I've kind of already addressed verses 14 and 15. But verse 16, Jesus begins to talk about fasting. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head with oil and wash your feet, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. 
What is fasting? Um, fasting, of course, uh, it's when we go without food. We willingly choose to go without food for a spiritual purpose. And, and as we go without food, we are doing so trying to say, Lord, I'm not, I don't just need physical food. I need your word. I need, a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that flows from the Father. We're saying, Lord, I am more hungry for an intimate relationship with you than for food. We, when we fast, we're saying we are hungry for God. Now, Jesus' disciples, well, John's disciples, John the Baptist's disciples, they came to Jesus and, and they asked him, why do we fast, but your disciples don't fast? And of course, Jesus said to them, well, it wouldn't be right for them to fast. I'm with them now. I'm the bridegroom. I'm with them. They rejoice because I'm with them. But there will come a time whenever I go away and then they will fast. We don't often fast today. We should fast. We should hunger and thirst for God. And we should physically do things to show how we hunger and thirst for God. We should fast. Jesus says His disciples would fast when He was gone. But Jesus says there's a wrong way to do it. The hypocrites, what do they do? They disfigure their faces. They do something to kind of give a signal and show everyone they're fasting. Just to kind of show off. Oh, I, I'm fasting today. I, I can't, can't do that. You know, I'm not saying that everyone who, who says something like that might, might be being hypocritical, but when we fast, we ought to do so in a way that it's just between us and God. We don't want, we don't want to spread it and broadcast it before everyone because it, it means more whenever we're doing it in secret. And it's just between us and God, and He sees how hungry we are for Him. And the Father who sees in secret will reward. And let's think about what we've looked at so far. Jesus warns us about practicing our righteousness before other people to be seen by them. He warns us of that heart motivation. Are we doing these good things, these religious things like giving to the poor, like praying, like fasting? Are we doing those with the right motivation? Are we doing them for God's glory? Or are we doing them because we want other people to see us? That's Jesus' main point. If I ended the sermon here, I think I would be not preaching the gospel. I would be heaping up law, 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 law upon us. And all I would be doing is leaving us crushed. Because ultimately we can't do it. Just like when it comes to murder. Have you ever killed anybody? Well, no. But have you ever been angry with your brother? Just like, have you ever physically committed adultery? Well, no. But have you ever lusted after someone? 
And Jesus here, then he, he goes from our bad works to our good works and shows how they are also not good enough. Do we pray? Do we fast? Do we give to the poor? Oh, good. Those are all good things, but they're still not good enough. Because when we give, when we pray, we're always, it's inescapable. It's part of human nature. We like it when people notice. There is a, a danger, and Jesus warns us of that. And we can do our best to try to follow these pieces of advice, like do it in secret so that nobody sees. But even if nobody knows at all, we can still begin to get pride and think, well, I'm a good person. Because I've done this in secret. And we just fill our own hearts with pride. What is the answer? Because this leaves us hopeless. How can we ever do what Jesus is calling us to do? If I stop here, we're hopeless. The bad things we think we're not doing, we're doing. The good things that we think are good and might commend us before God, they're not good enough. The only answer is we have to look at Matthew and the Sermon on the Mount in the context of the whole book. Because when we come to the end of Matthew, we see that the story that Matthew, the author, has divinely written and it was inspired by God. He ends it by telling us that Jesus went to the cross. He was a sinless person. He didn't have to worry about the bad things that we do. And He didn't have to worry about the wrong motivations for the good things that we do. He was perfect. He was spotless. He was sinless. And He died for our sins on the cross. He was our substitute. He took our sins on Himself. There is a way that we can preach the Bible... In a way that is satanic. In a way that is anti-Christ. If all I did was give us the law, but not point us to the gospel, it would be satanic. We have to go to the gospel and show how Jesus is the one who forgives us of our sins. He is the one who never had a wrong motive. When he prayed, he was ultimately seeking God's glory alone. It didn't matter what people thought. We all fall short. We have all sinned. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. But the righteousness of Jesus is perfect. It is shining in glory and he gives it to us. By trusting in Jesus alone. That is the gospel. So, we need to do what Jesus says. We need to give in secret. We need to pray in secret. We need to fast in secret. But ultimately... We all have heart motivations so that we can never live up perfectly to what Jesus calls us to. It's all about grace. Our only hope, our only hope is Jesus.
Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.